Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. It's time to get outside. This is KSL Outdoors, brought to you by Trax Power Sports. Two hours of stories and information on hunting, fishing, and high adventure. Our host is Tim Hughes on KSL News Radio. Still to come in this half hour, fish bites. We actually uh, are going to head up to Strawberry and uh, the uh, marina there to check in with Paul Phillips, maybe his son Cam. I don't know whoever's available and not too busy right now. My guess is there's plenty of people that are begging for attention to know where the fish are biting and what the ice conditions are. We'll uh, get you an update on that coming up with uh, the fish bite segment in just a minute. And of course, we'll take you back for ABC News at the top of the hour with any uh, breaking news here as we continue on through nine o'clock this morning and turn things over to uh, the uh, greenhouse show. Bob Grove still in studio. Mark Wade is here. You suggested, you said, hey, uh, since we're talking about all this great snow, maybe we should reach out to Lane Tucker, who has joined us before. Uh, I'm sure they've had a good season as far as snowmobile tours go, huh? Absolutely. When I was driving by the uh, Tusher Mountains this morning, they are buried. Absolutely buried. And I know as all the mountain ranges in Utah are currently, and the southwest part of the state actually has the highest percentage of average snowfall in the state it was when i last checked it was 227 yeah mark bob's been rubbing in the fact that he stopped by el bambi and had your favorite breakfast this morning that eggs benedict style breakfast they call the el bambi is the best breakfast still to date the best we've ever had (laughs) well uh, i'm just glad both of you agreed to share time with me here for a couple of hours on uh, this week's show lane tucker joins us hey lane Hey, how are we doing? Doing good. I just looked at uh, Eagle Mountain up your way to see what their conditions were. They've got eight new in the last 24, 14 new in the last 48. The base is almost 100 inches. It's 90 right now, and they've had 300 inches of snowfall. It's just been incredible. Yeah, it has been an amazing season. I haven't seen a season like this in well, 10-ish plus years. Yeah, and we've reported record snowfall in many of those places. I'm sure that's been good for your business, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been great. I mean, we uh, we just started two years ago doing snowmobile tours and uh, backcountry ski tours, and both have been uh, pretty amazing this year. Yeah, Lane, when I first met you, you were the director of marketing at Eagle Point, and so you know that mountain. I'm sure that you can uh, uh, you can. En- appreciate the snow this year in the big flat if anybody knows the tusher mountains they know what an amazing snowmobile area this year is in the big flat area in the big john flat how are the conditions this year the conditions have been great and the really neat thing is it's been just continual it's not like we have a big storm and then a big lull it's just all right we got a storm this week and then then we maybe a week and a half at most and we got another storm and another storm and another storm. So, um, you know, for finding the POW, it's been great. Um, we've had enough consistency, though, that even like the beginner snowmobilers are able to get some 
of that powder freshness without being over intimidated by having too much all at once. I'm sure that it's a little bit of a conundrum. We I've had this conversation with Roger, Roger Eggett from Bear River Lodge, who sponsors this program, and he loves his snowmobile season, but he's always ready for the snowmobile season to be over by the time it comes. And with all of this snow, who knows when you're going to be able to get your wheeled vehicles out there? Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one, like getting wheeled vehicles out. Um I, it's it's going to take a while. I'm I'm assuming sometime late June. Well, and on your website, I would love to say earlier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on your website, uh, TuckerHighAdventureTours.com, there's pictures of uh, looks like a little uh, Polaris blasting through a, a creek or a stream. There, that might be a little bit more of a ride than you expect for quite a while. Yeah, <laughs> that one could sure could be. Hey, Lane, I have a question for you. Where where do the mountain goats go this time of year? Um, I, to be honest, I'm not 100%, but they'll typically be on the backside of Holly and Delano, back lower down in the Bullion area, from what I understand. Um, in years past, around March, you start seeing them come up and over on a couple of the peaks. So I've seen them on Mount Holly. I've seen them on Lake Peak. I've seen them on Delano um, mid to late March in years past. With this much snow, I don't know when we're going to start seeing them. Mark, you know this playground area well. Uh, One of your favorite places, I'm sure. It is. And and Bob and I have been up several times looking on both sides of, of the Tushers for those mountain goats that he's asking about. We've been able to come across them. Like you say, Lane, they're probably going to stay lower, I think, until the until there's something to eat up higher. Yeah. I, I was uh, watching, so I'm mesmerized by the video that's on your uh, homepage on your website right now, and I love the drone footage. It's amazing what you can do these days with a $1,000 drone and a little bit of skill. But you have an Edward Abbey quote on there that says, Wilderness is not a luxury but a necessity of the human spirit and is vital to our lives as water and good bread. I love that. You get to live it every day. We do. Uh, that was my dad's idea. He uh, he raised us knowing that you know getting outside is vital. And we have been in and out of, th- in and out of uh, different places throughout my life and Everywhere we move, we, we get outdoors, and it's been great for us, and we just really wanted to share that. And it's been really cool for us to be able to share it year-round, and snowmobiling is actually new to us, so it's been a great way to experience it and share it You know, relatively new to everything for us. We've been talking, and we're going to talk more uh, next hour on the, on the program today about safety when it comes to slot canyons and uh, you know some of the rivers and streams in the state of Utah. It's the same with snowmobiling that, and we always use this catchy phrase: "You have to know before you go." One of the ways to do do that is have a good guide that knows the area. Oh, it's tremendous! I've I uh, you know with our backcountry skiing going out, and even. It changes every day. I was out backcountry touring with a friend yesterday, and we have plans, and we know right where we're going. And the storm came in so heavy that all of a sudden we didn't know where we were. Mm, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a whiteout condition. So, um, you know, we, we adapted and changed plans and still got some fun runs in near some trees where we 
felt a lot safer rather than going higher. But knowing where you're at is one thing and being able to recognize conditions and changes is a whole nother thing that I think people don't recognize all the time. Um, they have a plan and they're just going to go for that plan. And that's where things can sometimes go awry. Well, there's still going to be some good snowmobiling coming up, although uh, to use Craig Gordon's uh, <laughs> vernacular here, it's going to be manky uh, when, it, when it gets a little bit warmer out there, which makes it a little tougher to get your uh, machine set right when you know you take a little tumble one way or the other. I have shared this story before, yep. but uh, I had one of the most frightening moments, and it was mostly because I had my young boys on uh, two different snowmobiles. Uh, one was riding with Russ and one was riding with me. But we headed out in the Monte Cristo area. We knew a storm was coming in, but we thought we could beat it to get to our destination where we were spending the night. We got about, I'm going to say, 20 minutes in that direction, and it just closed in on us to the point where we couldn't tell where the trail was. Uh, All of a sudden, we would look, and we'd be on top of a fence post that we didn't know existed. And all we did was tuck tail, turn around, and follow our tracks back to where we started in the parking lot of Monte Cristo so that because the wind was quickly covering up those tracks. I mean, you have to be quick on your feet if you get stuck in one of these situations with Mother Nature. Oh, you sure do. Uh, and uh, taking a guide out like the good people at uh, Tucker High Adventure Tours is uh, always an important one. So look them up online at TuckerHighAdventureTours.com. What have you heard about Eagle Point? Anything specific about how their season's been going? Uh, their season's been going pretty good. They're excited for Powder Friday coming up um, tomorrow with all of that new snow. And it uh, the storm came in really well where it was a little heavier at the first to fill in all the previous tracks. And then as it got colder, the snow lightened up. So you should have some pretty smooth, light, fluffy snow. Well, we've had our share of good winters up here, but, you know, um, mid-Utah, central Utah, and down south certainly haven't seen anything like this. No, <laughs> oh, Bob, have they? Not for a while. And, boy, I tell you, these are the type of winters we used to have more regularly, but yeah. it's it's been long due. New Harmony down there, Washington County, got two and a half inches of rain uh, yesterday, and that would be Wednesday of this week, and they've been dealing with that for a while. All right, it's TuckerHighAdventureTours.com. Again, uh, thank you, Lane. We uh, hope some folks will come down and play with you. All right. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Have a good one. When we come back, we'll check in, and I'm not sure which Phillips family member it'll be, but we'll find out what's happening up at Strawberry, so stay right there. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Papa was a fishing man. Papa was a fishing man. He loved his cars and his steel guitars. Papa was a fishing man. Ooh, a fishing man. Let's do a little fish bites here. And, uh, you know, between the three of us, Bob, Mark, Tim, with uh, all of our Rolodex handy, we can uh, 
usually stir up some conversation in quick order here. Uh, and I reached out a minute ago. Thanks, by the way, for connecting us with Lane a minute ago. So that was great. Yeah, I've, I've got a lot of people in my rotary. You do, actually. <laughs> and I know Mark does, too. Uh, but I said, geez, uh, since Navi's on the ski hill, let us uh, find out how things are going up at Strawberry. So I reached out to Paul Phillips. He usually defers these days to uh, Cam. And so uh, Cameron Phillips is on the line with us here. You're moving snow today, not fishing, huh? Yep, I'm... Uh... I've, I've assumed my position in the throne here. Uh, I don't know. This this machine and I are we're, we're too friendly at this point. <laughs> That's a relationship you never wanted to have. I remember a couple of years ago when we had crazy snow, uh, your dad and John were up there uh, plowing that road, I think, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, trying to keep it open to the marina. Yeah, that uh, we haven't been far off of it this year. We actually added a piece of equipment last year, and so that that has helped immensely. But uh, with record-breaking snowfall like we've had, it's it's tested us. Yeah, you know, we, we've we've pushed about as much as we can push. Yeah, uh, you know, you can only pile it so high before the lifter doesn't get up above it, which causes problems. Yep. Yeah. Um, yep. How's it affected the fishing? You know, Tim, this year has been really, really good. Uh, we have seen consistent fishing from this, the onset of ice until today. Um, our shuttle service that we run out onto the lake uh, where we take people out and, and drop them off, I bet you we our groups have averaged 30 to 50 fish days for the entire year. Wow. And I've heard kokanee coming out. Hey, a few. They're pretty tough to get through the ice. Uh, there's nobody that I really know of that's getting them consistently, but if you go out there and beat your head against the wall long enough, um, you know, one will, pop, one will show up. Yeah. Um, good size rainbows? Yeah. Yeah, rainbow fishing's been great. A uh, lot of cutthroat, and guys are mixing in some great 16 to 18-inch uh, rainbows that two to three pounds, and and uh, dry up really good. The go-to up there, every time at least I've been up with you or your dad, is uh, to get a, an ice fly and then just tip it with a, a little mealyworm or something. Is that still the go-to? Yeah. Um, what we've seen this year is uh, white two-inch tube, tube jigs that gets it. Really? They've been really consistent all year long. Um, tipped with a night crawler, it'll keep you busy with cutthroats and rainbows. and uh, You can try other stuff to see if you can snag one of those salmon through the ice while you're while you're playing with those but the white two inch gets it tube has been just you know nails all year different on different parts of the lake or no it's been consistent all all the way through i those shuttle groups that we take out it's great for us because we get a really good feel on on what's going on lake wide and it's been really consistent Tell me what the ice conditions are, because normally by mid-March, we're telling people to avoid it, uh, but it looks like we're still going to get some more cold temperatures here. So what are the conditions? We're sitting on about 24 inches of solid ice right now. We'll have good fishable ice through probably April 5th through the 10th, somewhere in there would be my guess. Um, I expect it to come off a little bit early this year because a lot of the quality of ice that we have is poor. Since we got so much snow on top of it, it's not that hard, clear ice that, uh, you know, it takes a long time for the sun to work on it. It's that slushy stuff, but we've got a lot of it. So you think uh, somewhere around the second week of April will be the timing for ice off? I'm thinking probably around the 20th. 
Uh, and and again, if we just keep getting storms, well, you know, <laughs> winter will last forever. But yeah, um, I'm assuming that we're going to see the sun come out at some point in time. Yeah. I I always want to tell people, too, that uh, the tendency, I think, for people that don't own a boat is, I am finally going to get out on the ice and go where the boats go. And you don't have to do that to catch fish. Matter of fact, you might have less luck than if you just stay within 20, 30 feet of shoreline in, what, 15 to 20 feet of water. Yeah. uh, What we've had this year is the middle of the reservoir is fished just exceptionally. So out there where you'd go chase kokanee, um, guys are just going out, setting up. Again, you want to fish that 15 to 20 feet of water like you're talking about, but total depth-wise, they're out there in 75 and 80 feet of water, and they're just nailing fish. Huh. Well, that's good to know. And how long will you be running your shuttle service, or is that totally dependent on what the ice conditions are? It's totally dependent on what the ice conditions are. With the storms we've had this week, we've had to shut down. I'm hoping that by the weekend here um, – you know, well, I, yeah, coming up here, we'll probably be good to go for another couple of weeks. But every time we get a storm, it, it piles slush up on that reservoir, and, man, it gets hard to access. Yeah, I'm sure it does. And so you need to be wearing good boots and probably hip waders if you've got them. Uh, otherwise, you're going to yep. end up wet, and that turns to trouble in a big hurry. I always tell people they should stop by the marina store first. You've got everything they need, and, of course, you'll direct them where they need to go. So uh, I hope that is still the case up there. Tell people how to reach out to you if they want to find you either online or on the phone. Tim, they can get us at uh, www.strawberrybay.com or 435-548-2261, and we're happy to help uh, anytime we can. I miss you guys. Hopefully we'll get up there for some kokanee fish in early summertime. Hey, you know, if you weren't so busy, then maybe you could have a little fun. <laughs> well, like you guys aren't busy enough. Uh, yeah, we both are running in different directions, but I sure appreciate you, and I miss you guys. No problem. Thanks, Tim. We uh, look forward to seeing you when you can get up. Strawberry still uh, still sounds like a great place to do your fishing. Coming up, we'll have news at the top of the hour and then talks to our uh, big game coordinator, Dax Mangus, just ahead. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.